salutations and shit folks welcome 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 to another episode of your new favorite travel podcast travel and shit where i your host have more of an experiential conversation where we discuss why we did it what we learned what was experienced from travel versus more of the um where i went the destination and how i did it That's all fun and good and all. However, I feel like there's so much more to be gained from travel if you just open your eyes and um, open your mind. So merch, we got gators. These are called gators, guys. I didn't know. I mean, I figured everything's got a name. Didn't know that that's what these things were called. The gators. Gators, if you're listening on the podcast, is the face covering that you basically, it's a turtleneck without the turtle. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's just not... The actual shirt, it's just the thing that goes over your head. My Nana always likes to tell me to cover your chest up, close up your neck. So the gator is perfect for this cold weather. Goes right up on the, note, on the nose, especially good for those of us that lose things. Um, so those are they. They're up on the site. Um, obviously, hoodies. Um, yeah. Happy Kwanzaa. I hope y'all had a great Christmas. I hope everybody was able to find the joy in the holidays where they can. I've had, um, it was a touch and go Christmas. It was a touch and go Christmas, but special shout out to my mama. See you girl. Christmas uh, came through because of you. So thank you for that. And I am going to jump right into the, also the last uh, mention that if you, however, are looking to spend your Christmas money on a trip, but you're not quite sure how to book it or how to plan your excursions, I, I, your uh, Travel and Shit podcast host, D. Carrie, me, I have a um, free solo planning travel course but it also happens to work out if you're going with your shorty you're going with your homies you're going with your family you're going with people in between the steps that I take to plan all of my trips have been documented and pulled together in a free download that helps you understand the steps that I take so that I can make sure that every trip is as enjoyable as possible for me depending on the things that are important to me at the time that I take the trip so that is also available on the travel and ship travel and shit shop. You can access that from the link in my bio on any of my social media or just by going to travel and and downloading your free copy. It'll absolutely give you the little alley-oop that you may need or um, help boost the confidence that you are lacking. It's free. Give it a shout see if it helps. And if it may not be um, something for you, maybe somebody in your family or one of your uh, friends or somebody is looking to, you know, book a trip and they're just not really sure um, what T's to cross and I's to dot, I got you covered. So there is that on that end of the um, announcements and shit or whatever. I got a guest. Hey, come on, guest. The final episode of the year also. And I think... You know what? It's actually very fitting that this is your episode because you, my good friend, are the half of the reason why I decided to travel. Between you and Anissa, the two of you, gorgeous Black women on the internet, really gave me that push and that representation that I didn't see anywhere else. Like I saw the two of you doing it and I was just like, 
okay, I see myself in them. Yeah. Not just in how we look, but in how we sound, how we approach things, our, you know, just our, the way we, you know, uh, we try. there's a way we to it. Like, yeah. And it, it just, it thinks clicked. And between you and Anissa, like, just like, no, you can do it. You'll be fine. And you can do it yourself without a travel agent. Because sometimes we get further along in life and we learn things and then forget where we started. And I would be remiss if I didn't take a moment to say thank you specifically to you, Marissa, and um, let you know that I, um, oh, wow. Oh, work email just popped through. Ooh, thank you. Saw that in a little thing. Close that out. <laughs> Girl. Uh, so, but thank you, Marissa, because between you and, and um, Anissa, I saw myself and I saw that it was possible for me to see the world on my terms. I didn't know that I didn't need a travel agent to book my travel for me because I know shit. The furthest <laughs> I'd gone was probably like Miami. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I hadn't left the country and um, I just didn't know what I didn't know. But seeing you women out here fearlessly taking on the world, I'm like, I'm bounding. I got it. I could do this. And I had me a little couple yeah. extra dollars and I was okay. like, okay, faggot, we out here. <laughs> Let's do it. So I want to specifically tell you, thank you. You are most welcome. Most welcome. So please guest introduce yourself. Yes, yes. Peace, everyone. My name is Marissa. Um, I kind of hate doing this because it's like, where do I begin? Mm -hmm. But I'll say that I'm a creative, storyteller, ambitious, native New Yorker, queen, stand up, although I live in hey. Brooklyn. Hey, hey. Um, yes, I'm just, I'm a Sag. I'm wild. I'm unabridged. I'm unfiltered. Um, I'm unique. I'm me. Well, thank you for joining me. Thank you. Um, and a good starting place is we met at, I don't know if you remember, I don't know whose event it was. I do. It was, whose Mon was it? Monroe Steele and I forgot Shorty's name, Miss Sherry Blossom. They had a brands and bloggers event. Uh-huh. And I still have that photo of us. Me, yes, me, you and Marsha. Yep, yep. That's where I met the two of you. Well, I know. Yeah. I think I'd known Marsha because her ex, her girlfriend at the time is really good. She's a soror and she's really good friends with my line sister, Crystal. Got so it. I'd known who Maria was, but I'd never like really met Maria. And I'd heard of Marsha, but I'd never really met Marsha. So I just met you guys um, at that event. Yep. And oh, seems like so many years ago, right? It just really, I was an entirely <laughs> different person then. You know what I mean? Same. And Same. I remember meeting you, and then I remember falling in love with your blog. So, is what well, it was? It's Unicorn in Brooklyn. Is the name of the blog? Yeah. So it's it's been Unicorn in Brooklyn, but I've since shortened it. Like you can find it as Unicorn in BK, but it's still mm -hmm. Unicorn in Brooklyn. Yeah. And I remember like you are such a great writer and take it from a writer. Like I can absolutely appreciate how not just, it's not superfluous color. You know what I mean? Like you don't color your writing with all of the fantastical shit I don't need, but nope. you give it just enough so that I 
feel like I'm in the middle of what's there. You know what I mean? That's a good way to put it. Seasoning. You can over season some shit, but when you season it the right fucking way, it should it's taste fucking bomb. bomb. And that's exactly what you do with your writing. And we'll actually take a segue about writing soon, but your blog in particular really gave me a feel for, um, you know, black women travel. Like I was able to see myself traveling as a traveler because I was able to connect with your voice. And in seeing all of that, I remember like you had also great pictures. Also, you also take really incredible photos, not just because you're gorgeous, but like a lot of the photos that didn't just include you had photos that had, you know, just the lighting and the coloring, everything. I appreciated the photography that you included with, you know, the, the stories as well. So kudos to you um, doing the damn thing. And I remember it was your, I want to say your trip to Southeast Asia. I know you were in Thailand. I think you went to Cambodia afterwards. Yeah, that was my first solo trip. It was Dubai, Thailand, and Cambodia. Tell me about that trip. What was that like for you? And what was your um, impetus to actually traveling? Because I didn't know, I don't recall remembering that that was your first solo trip either. Yeah, so um, it kind of goes back to, first of all, I want to apologize for the sounds of Brooklyn. I will, say, shout out to Brooklyn. <laughs> I will mute my uh, mic if I have to, but um, the first trip was basically this. I mean, I, I got my passport in my mid twenties. Um, I was going to be a flight attendant. Right, so, yeah. I was going to go with United. They flew me out twice to their headquarters in Chicago. Didn't make the second cut. I guess it wasn't meant to be, but I'm like, Hey, I have my passport. Let me tap my girls around me. So I tapped my sister. Pause. Sorry. Yes. Funny story since you want it. Yeah. My silly ass applied to be a flight attendant also. <laughs> Could you imagine us? My silly ass, and I say silly ass because, and my what? daddy was like, what the fuck was you thinking? Like, <laughs> I admit it, because they have a question on the, on the thing that was like, have you ever been, um, you know, are you a late person? Like, have you been late or something like that? Have you ever been two hands? Yes. Have you ever been reprimanded at work? And so, yeah, that's the only thing I've ever been spoken to, brought into the office on in any job I've ever had was timeliness. Same. Bitch ain't never on time. I am never on time for shit. Like I'm on time for this job now. Right, exactly. Now I was never (laughs) much forward. You know what I mean? I'm grown. I get it now. But then the nigga was never on time. (laughs) And my silly ass put that I'd been late and then reprimanded for lateness on my fucking application. My dad I'm was like, you put that though. what you thinking? And I was just like, well, you know, I figured if it's like uh, TSA or something as serious as, you know, airplanes that they going to investigate, they're going to find out anyway. And my dad was like, nigga, they wasn't going to find out. You should have lied. <laughs> Your dad like was right though, idiot. honestly. <laughs> Right. But it's, it's a good thing it didn't because, yeah, my ass would have been late all the time. But please continue. <laughs> so, um, no, I left off with that. You know, it wasn't meant to be. I came back home and I'm like, all right, well, I have my passport now. Who can roll with me? So that being said, um, I went with my sister, my cousin. Um, I didn't go with them, but I basically prompted them to get their passports. And then I wound up um, making, I think I planned our first trip to Jamaica. I had a great time, did the all-inclusive experience. After that, it was like, all right, where's our next trip? We went to DR, had a great time that I was like, all right, let me go ahead and tap into seeing where else I could go. Um, I was having a stressful day at work. I hollered at my ex who owns property in Jamaica. And he was like, yo, 
I'm gonna fly you out, bring your home girl. We get to Me we get to Jamaica at his spot, real off the beaten path, flew into Kingston. And that was the beginning of having an experience that was not touristy. Mm. It was like, okay, I'm away from all tourism. I'm in country, but we're having little sprinklings of like interacting with tourists. And I was new to Instagram. And I, one of my sister's girlfriends, she found my, I think some of my posts and she was like, hey, you ever heard of Nomadness Travel Tribe? And I'm like, mm. you know, what is that? Um, she put me on to them. I found that travel group. And then I was like, wait, people are really out here doing it big. And they're doing off the beaten path travel. That was the impetus. It was like, I want this. I don't want any more all-inclusive experiences. I want to be away from all of that. And that was the beginning of me saying, how can I go get it? And that was, that's what led me to my first solo trip. Now, question for you. What were your, um, I guess, <clears throat> thoughts or what were your beliefs on affordability of travel because I know when I looked at travel I'd only seen um like luxury travel until yeah. of course social media yeah. gave me the opportunity to see accounts like yourself and uh nomadness and the off the beaten path is not necessarily anything exorbitant or I mean exuberant or anything crazy it's just to me, when I think of it, I think of it as just not luxury travel. Like you're yeah. saying, not all inclusives. Because yeah. before, that's all that I'd really seen. I'd seen people going to the same islands, you know, like to Jamaica, US Virgin Islands, Our... Trinidad. Like I'd seen people going to, you know, beautiful destinations. Don't get me wrong. I want to see, there's nothing in the world I don't want to see. So at some point, I intend to hit those islands as well. However, I just never, and as, and I don't want to say this with a condescending air to it or a sound or anything, but I also just don't really want to go where everybody else wants to go. You know Word. what I mean? Word. Because it's, it's not that there's anything unappealing necessarily about Miami. Let's just go with Miami or Atlanta. It's just that if I want to go, I don't, I'm not a crowds person. I don't like crowds in my regular life. I don't enjoy going to heavily densely populated, you know, places in general. So if I go someplace, I kind of want that to extend through my vacation. I would like to be able to go someplace where I feel as if I would just be kind of plopped in the middle of a community and not necessarily a bunch of other tourists, if you will. Now, there are some aspects to being around other tourists that we've learned along our journeys is actually <laughs> beneficial, but I didn't necessarily want to go to a um you know densely tory uh tory or tourist populated location so in my mind that meant like i didn't even know that that really was a thing because all i saw were all inclusives and i'm looking at all this stuff and i'm just like between that the flight and then getting around it's just like i don't have the money for this i can't afford this i got regular ass you know people job money like i don't i thought that I couldn't do it. My limiting beliefs kind of kept me in that, kept me in New York. It yeah. kept me in the United States because I knew I could afford a flight to go to Virginia because yeah. then I'm going to stay at my cousin's house. I knew I could afford a flight to New Orleans because I'm going to stay at my homegirl's house and I'm going to have a great ass uh, Mardi Gras time because that, save when I tell you Mardi Gras prices be wild, I, well, if I knew that I just had to pay for the flight. Okay. So if I booked it soon enough, I would be there and I would have some place to stay and 
hey angie love you girl um <laughs> i would have some place to stay you know what i mean like i you know pay for food or help her, you know give her money for groceries but she ain't gonna take my money you know what i mean she got yeah, the house. you know yeah. i'm gonna make a i'm gonna make a ham sandwich though you know what i mean but <laughs> like that right. i only thought those were i thought that was my only option. I thought that's what was available to me. What were your thoughts on um, affordability on travel or what type of access did you think you had before, um, I guess, social media came into view? Like, what were you, what was your representation of travel? Did you have family and friends that traveled? Did they only do all-inclusive traveling? Um, what was your, I guess, foundation of travel? Sure, sure. So, I can honestly say I didn't really have a lot of relatives that traveled to like exotic places that I knew of. Um, if I did, they were like far removed. It's getting hella dark in here. So I may have to get up. I can still see you. Okay, cool. Um, I had some cousins and like aunts and like in the distance, but nobody that I spoke to on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, I was like, well, what can I do? I want to go to Thailand. I said, I'm going to go really extreme. Where do I have relatives? I had a cousin in Thailand. Um, and so I knew it was cheap to be there. So I first reached out to him and I'm like, Hey, cuz I think I want to come out there to see you. None of our cousins had been there to see him. And he's like, yo, bet come through. I've been here for like five years. Um, I would love to have you. And so he told me how inexpensive it was. That was the beginning. Next up. Um, I reached out to a girlfriend I knew who was more of an avid traveler. She had been to London. Um, she, you know, went all over the, the, um, the Caribbean, but she didn't mention how, how she had ever been to Asia. And so I was like, yo, you know what? Let's just make this happen. I tapped her to join Nomadness Travel Tribe. And while I was in the group, I just kept getting inspired by different people. One woman in particular, her name is Sanjaya. Um, to date now, she's been to all 50 states. She's been to all oh, nice. seven continents. Yeah, she's been to like over 100 countries. Um, and I noticed that a lot of her travels were solo. So I tapped her and I was like, hey, Sanjaya, I'm trying to plan a trip with my girlfriend who actually bailed on me. She couldn't go mm-hmm. anymore. Things happened. Life happened. And um, I texted, I, 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 I shot Sanjaya, excuse me, a Facebook messenger message. And I said, hey, here's my dilemma. Here's my situation. I want to go. How is the solo travel experience for you? And she wrote me back what I call not two cents, but $20. She gave me so much information. And she just said, if you want to make this happen, here's how you can do it. Um, she kind of spoke life into me. And I just knew, all right, the toughest part is going to be securing my, my airline ticket. Okay. Um, I had a non-negotiable. I said, I want to fly Emirates. So how can I make that happen? I knew that would be the bulk of my budget. So I booked the flight on Emirates. And then from there, I was like, well, let me go ahead and check out some of these like Airbnbs and different lodgings that my cousin put me on to. In, now, did you? Um, is this the one you, pl- you flew business class or first no, I, class? I flew regular, regular um, economy class, Emirates, but it felt okay. like business. Um, okay. But yeah, he put me on to some spots in Thailand. And then with Nomadness, that really helped. Like I, I was like, all right, guys, I'm going to be going to Cambodia after Thailand. Can you guys recommend uh, lodging? And so I had some people recommending hostels. So that was my first experience in a hostel. Um, and I saw like hostels were not what you see in Taken. It was yes. like, these are actually dope. I have my own bathroom. I have my own sleeping quarters. I have my own little balcony. I could rock out here. And so after doing that and like kind of asking different questions on that travel, that travel page, um, I was like, I'm prepared. I have all that I need. And I would ask questions along the way. Um, when I was going to Dubai, I figured out I can kind of extend my trip. There were some people from the Madness Travel Tribe coming back from South Africa. 
So we linked mm-hmm. up in Dubai overnight. Um, oh, so you did to- do Dubai? Yeah, nice. I, I flew in. I forgot what time it was. I was like all out of whack, but I got there. It was hella hot. Um, got to my hotel, checked in, um, linked up with that crew, did a sunset tour in the middle of the desert, had the whole safari experience. And it was cool. The whole henna and smoking hookah and all of that. Um, I almost missed my flight to Bangkok the next morning because um, I had a really good time. <laughs> but um, Yeah, so money for me, it was never a big thing. It was like, all right, What's the most expensive aspect? The flight? All right, bet. Plan my trip around that. And then that's how I kept on going. Nice. So what uh, did you, I guess that's a better way of asking. Did you have any other apprehensions to travel? Like what was the reason why you hadn't traveled until such like a later time in life? Sure, sure. Um, Like you and like so many other Black Americans, I thought it was just too expensive. Um, those cousins and aunts and relatives that I had who did travel like to exotic places, I knew, I'll, I'll mention one aunt in particular, Aunt Renee, um, her money's stupid. So like right. Aunt Renee had a brownstone on across the street from the Brooklyn Museum. Ooh. Yeah, she sold it. Oh, that she auntie. She had this, yeah, she was the rich auntie. <laughs> right. So um, she's over here traveling to exotic places and it's like, well, this is just her lifestyle. I'm not on that level. But yeah. in doing more research and just asking questions, especially in that travel group, it was like, this is really possible. Like a lot of us do a serious disservice to ourselves by not just asking questions mm. and, and just unpacking and asking more and more questions. I was like, this is really doable. And I don't have to go into debt to make it happen. Right. I was really surprised to see how affordable travel is. And then also, Duh, you ain't got to pay for all in one shot. That's one thing. I think that's one misconception that people have is that for some reason, you're responsible for paying for everything in one single swipe. Yeah, You can absolutely pay for your flight, excuse me, separate than you can pay from for your accommodations. And then again, separate from all of your excursions. So you can (laughs) really plan this out and financially map this Words. So that is as so that it's not as heavy a burden for you. Like you said, the flight is generally the most expensive, unless you're staying, you know, high end first class. Got to be in five star hotels, or if you're renting fucking Versace's mansion for yourself, <laughs> Vicondiosis, uh, go with God and good luck with that budget. Yeah, but yeah. if that's not what you're doing, absolutely book your flight, and then if you have the opportunity to really book your travel and things in advance, then you know that this month I'm saving for this. This next month I'm saving for that. Depending on what your um, limitations or what your process needs to be for travel. Because I know with my job, I can't necessarily plan out for something six months in advance, five months in advance. My job does things uh, vacation times quarterly and I don't necessarily get off when I went when I want, excuse me, I get off when it's available. So once I'm approved for a vacation, then it's generally within like a three or four month window. And I know that's the furthest out that I can um, book in advance if I've requested and been approved for time that was that far out. Otherwise, like I've done a trip in two weeks. I've done a trip in, you know, shit, like a week in advance. You know what I mean? It's just like- Hello. And I, I can't, 
I am going to hold you like, yeah, the kid has. I've, yes, and I yes. think that part of that though is just because I'm a laid back person. That's another thing. Consider what your personality is in terms of your travel. What matters to you? I, I don't think that that really gets emphasized enough in terms of, um, you know, deciding, booking and executing a successful trip. I've yet to really do, except for the last trip I took with my boyfriend, I've yet to do like, um, I've only done three trips with other people. One was my mom, one was my really, really close friend and uh, boyfriend. And they've each been different trips in terms of traveling with different people. And your relationship with the people that you're traveling, of course, is going to play a role. But in terms of planning those trips, what I've also realized is that depending on the personalities involved, you either want to have a lot of it planned in advance or you want to have as little as possible planned in advance. I agree. Yeah. So what has your experience been in different types of trips between traveling with people, traveling solo? Have you traveled with um, a a romantic partner? Have you traveled with family? I know you've done the friends trip. Like what have your different experiences been? Sure. So I think back to like my first international trip. That was with family. It was with my, my cousins okay. and my sister. Um, we went to Jamaica, all-inclusive trip. We had a great time. I mean, it's like we, we grew up together. So it was like- Oh, wait. You know, sorry. Another pause. Can we just plug your sister and say that that is like my dream brow yes. person? Like, I'm really <laughs> ready to like- Look at these brows. Yeah. So my right. sister is Taryn Brows. Um, she has a brow studio on Fifth Avenue between 31st and 32nd. Um, she's been in business for well over 12 years. She not only does brows for us commoners, but also for us, like, <laughs> celebrities. Uh, I think Tiana, Tiana Harris, Tiana, I forgot her, her first name. Tiana Taylor. Tiana, not Tiana Taylor. Um, I was about from, to say. Nah, she's from like that movie, The Photograph. She was Rel's wife in the movie. Oh, um, okay. Tiana Paris. Tiana Paris. Parish yes. or Paris. I know but exactly who you're page. speaking of. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, a few Instagram models, a few influencers go to her. But of, of course, we got to give it up for Mary J. Blige. We want to start clients for several years. Yeah. <laughs> you know. You know. <laughs> so, um, yes, that's my sis. Um, so, yeah. But I want to also give myself props because I was her guinea pig for many years. So you all are reaping <laughs> the benefits of me looking like hella crazy in these streets. She says you're welcome, folks. Over to these brows. Yes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, <laughs> so yes, I, you know, I went with my sister and my cousin, had a great time, went with an ex-boyfriend. Um, I lied. My first international trip was with my ex-boyfriend. He took me on a mm. cruise. We went okay. to the Bahamas, um, had a great time. That was cool. Then, you know, my cousin, my sister um, mm-hmm. did the friend thing. I learned during that trip, D, you cannot travel with all friends. We went to South Africa. I missed out on a safari because I was with these girls as opposed to rocking out with some new friends I had made and going on a safari with them. Mm. I learned my lesson. I just said, you know what? It is what it is. Um, But when I was, that's it. But then I realized like, I don't travel like everyone else. And when you solo travel, you pick that up right away. You know, you're able, you have the luxury to say today, I want to be chill. Or today I want to see everything, see all the things. I want to like throw myself out there and just explore as much as possible. And as a solo traveler, I will say one thing that's really, really big for me. I never have 
a hard itinerary. What I have on my trip is a list of things that I want to see before I go back home. Um, I don't know what day I'm going to see these things unless they're like, you have to plan them. So let's say. Right. Like it's only available on Mondays. Exactly. It's only option for the morning and not the evening. kind Exactly. Of thing. So like for me, one of my, my uh, must haves or must do's if possible is a cooking class. Whatever country I go to, I try to do that. Bring the culture back home to my crib so I can make some dishes in my own kitchen. Um, that's something I will kind of bend my schedule around. But other than that, I'm kind of like, yo, today I'm going to chill. Today I'm going to do yeah. this, 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 and I'll chill. And I'll just see what happens. Um, and in doing that, kind of traveling that way, those who ask to come with me, I can kind of like kind of weed them out and just realize, all right, well, I travel this way. How do you travel? Yeah. And the last time I did that, I went with my homegirl to Bali um, in 2019. Avid solo traveler on her own. We had a fucking ball. We met for the first time in Bali. And I was shared Airbnb Lodge. Yeah, um, we had spoken on the phone for like a week prior. Our mutual friend was like, hey, you guys would have a great time. Go together. And we had a fucking ball. We were gone for like almost two weeks. And I will travel with her any day of the week. Any day. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So that's how I roll. I feel like um, I learned from traveling. I love solo travel, preferably. Um, I fuck with, oh, excuse me. You can curse, girl. Mess. Okay, cool. I fuck with people who are cool and laid back. I can't stand rigid people who want to adhere to a schedule. I don't operate that Mm way. Um, I mean, who doesn't love a vacation? So I'm planning something and I'm going to have to talk to you offline um, to get that going for March. But uh, I like them all for different reasons. Nice segue. So, (laughs) (laughs) no, not the base, not the base. So I feel as if it's, Cause like when people ask how I met my boyfriend, I always say, duh, like any self-respecting hermit millennial, I met him online. I don't go outside. Like, (laughs) so, um, shout out to us, uh, new, happy, healthy, loving relationships. Um, I hear it, uh, went a little travel related. How did that go? Give the girls hope. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna give y'all all all hope bitches. All (laughs) y'all. So, um, what happened was this, my most recent trip. You know, like everybody in New York, we got tired of being locked down. Mm-hmm. Where do we go? To the place letting us in, to Mexico. So right. I had never been to Mexico in my life. I mean, it was next door, but you know how you and I roll, D. It's like, mm-hmm. how can we get to the other side of the world? That's where we wanted to go. We didn't want to go yep. next door. Yep. So um, when Mexico was the new wave, it was like, well, I guess I'll go. Um, I hollered at you first. Was like, D, let's go to Mexico. And you know, the powers that be didn't allow you to go because your schedule. And I yeah. was like, all right, I'll go solo. But I knew I wanted to experience Tulum. And in doing my curating of that trip, I learned there were no Ubers and that you had to pretty much do a car rental. And I'm pretty adventurous, but I was like nighttime driving in a spot. I don't know. I don't really want to roll out there solo. Let me holler at my other home girl. Did that. Um, that wound up being her and our, her girlfriend, and we all became real cool. But um, so it was just a girlfriend's trip. And mm-hmm. my girl P, I'll spare her full identity. My girl P um, used to post crazy on Instagram. But for this trip, she was like, nah, I'm not really posting. If y'all wanna know how I'm doing or what the, the travel looks like, go to my girl Marissa's page, at Unicorn in BK, shameless plug. And so um, <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram. And so in her doing that, um, I had garnered some new likes and new followers. One in particular, one of her, her best friend, um, he DM'd her and was like, hey, who's this woman? I've never seen her before. And I've known you for like almost 20 years. And I've known P for almost 10, if not 10 years. 
So anyway, um, he checked out my page and then he was like, yo, she's single. And he was like, you can't date her. But um, I guess something in her was like, you know, let me go ahead and give it a try. So she gave him the green light. He DMs me. And while I was out there, I just replied back like, hey, nice to meet you. Like, I didn't even give him any attention. I was like, I'm yeah. in Mexico with my homegirls. I get back home. He DMs me, happy you had a safe trip. And, you know, we can talk. We can exchange numbers. And um, the next day after Mexico, I was basically bashing some black in Tulum Facebook group about how ain't shit it ain't. And um, he DMs <laughs> Wait, me. Wait, how was, ain't shit Tulum is or how, how ain't, ain't shit, shit that the group, group is? Was. That group, black in Tulum a waste of time i mean mm-hmm. it's a complete tangent but i'll just say this if you put something in the group at 10 a.m you have to wait for it to get approved it may not happen until later in the day or the next day and then it's like well i don't need that help anymore pointless group but i digress. got it got um it. i was on my insta story sharing this and um homeboy he dms me so i was like oh i forgot about this guy kind of like, i didn't even <laughs> go to his page i didn't know how he looked nothing all i knew is that they met in a program that was very technical which garnered my interest. And then I knew that he was a nice guy and that he was fun. Long story short, um, I got tired of texting him. So I sent him a voice note mm-hmm. and he replied back via voice note. And I was like, oh God, is that you? Is, is that how you sound? <laughs> you speak to me? Because his voice was everything. And so that's when I was I, like- the same thing <laughs> with this one. I was like, like, oh. Okay, James Earl Jones and Lenny Green and Quiet Storm. I mean, I mean, BLS, y'all have this on the Right. Word. So um, he caught me off guard. Then I was like, let me see how his Instagram page looks. I had to request. Um, I did. And then I was like, okay, all right. And we made plans to speak the next day, that Thursday. We spoke for four hours and um, spoke again on Friday. And uh, Thursday, excuse me. And then we went out on Friday and we've been rocking out ever since. Tomorrow makes two months officially. Hey! Yeah. We both happy. This thing's happening in 2020. <laughs> right. It, it, it was, the year wasn't a wash. It really it wasn't. wasn't a wash. And I'm glad that it wasn't. As much as 2020 has taken, especially being a traveler, oh. um, especially um, I like being, as much as I hate being outside, I like being outside. You know what I mean? Just the... The fresh air, meeting up for drinks, meeting up for, you know, food and just really, you know what, I'm going to walk here or I'm going to do this and I'm going to walk from my job just because it's like I work in lower Manhattan. I'm like accessible to everything in terms of things that I want to do. And being as that the stars lined and COVID is here, but I really feel like I've got so much to be grateful for in 2020. Like the job that I have, I am very unhappy at but I don't hate because it really it really affords me so many luxuries that I have right. like I'm able to afford travel because of this job yeah. I'm able to you know go to the doctor or the dentist when something don't feel right because of this job so it's like I don't really like shitting on the job but right. and the dog is snoring oh god bless <laughs> Binksy. Binksy and she comfy. like Okay. And she liked nice <laughs> shit too. So this pays for her nice things as well. And she's always getting into some wild shit. And so, oh, yes, um, I do have to pay for the, the vet bills and whatnot. Right. But yeah, so I'm happy that, you know, we both had uh, 20, love came through and swooped up 2020 for us, love, you know? clarity. 2020 has been a blessing for me. I am yeah. very thankful for this year. 
Yeah, I, this is the most time I've spent out of work and God, amen. I've still like, my job is paying for me to stay home in, in a lot of time. And so as much as I, you know, would like to be on somebody's beach right now, that's the, that's the other caveat is that I can't necessarily travel as freely as I would like, because I believe in solidarity. I believe in, you know, if I'm putting myself at risk. I'm also putting my coworkers at risk. I believe in, you know, taking that L and not being on somebody's beach or in somebody's foreign location every chance that I get, because I wouldn't want to put my coworkers at risk either. And I, I, you know, hope that they respect and care for the rest of us in the building enough that, you know, they do the same, but um, I can't rely on what other people are doing. I know that I can only be as good a person as I, you know, decide to be. And yeah, you know, I, I choose and believe in solidarity. I believe in doing what I can to keep other people safe. Okay. Not that I necessarily shit on people that are out and about traveling because I understand how travel really is like a, a mental health, a, you know, a really big savior for a lot of people. And not everybody has the household that I have. I'm right. safe at home. I'm comfortable. Mm-hmm. I'm happy. You know what I mean? And I understand that not everybody has that luxury. You know what I mean? You may not like all of your roommates. Your roommates may be actually putting you at more risk because they skip scappy asses out doing all types of wild shit and bringing whatever home. You know what I mean? So I well, talk I, about I, the relationships real quick. D like the people who are married and can't stand their husbands now or their wives. Now I've heard all kinds of stories like, well, damn, I'm happy that I don't right. know anyone else. Yeah. A lot of people are stuck in home situations that aren't conducive to good mental health good physical health and a lot of different things so i and then also it ain't my bread it ain't my <laughs> personal space it ain't my time so i really try not to you know dictate or judge what other grown-ass people are doing now yeah. when you have to be in my space when you have <laughs> to now you know share six feet of air with me that's when i feel a little bit like so how we living over here we good yeah yeah <laughs> How are doing this? Like, yeah. Our lockers is mad closest. Like, <laughs> well, where was you at last week? You good? That's when it bothers me a little more. But other than sure. that, it's just For like, sure. I really try just the same way I try not to destination judge. I'm not judging somebody that wants to go to Vegas every six months. If that's just these, if that's what you enjoy, by all means, bro, go out and do that. It ain't my thing. I don't go to Vegas for gambling and parties, but I damn sure did enjoy the Grand Canyon, Antelope Canyon. I enjoyed all of the surrounding areas in a couple of days that I was out there. So if you happen to like parties, but not hiking, do you? It's it's your thing. So I really think that a lot of us could really um, benefit from not because, of course, in those same travel groups, like wherever you go. And I will say, though, those same travel groups, have been quite a resource. I've gotten a lot of good information. I've met a lot of incredible people through different travel groups, especially on Facebook. I will stress that the Facebook travel groups is where the meat is at. That's where I've really found a lot of good connects, um, information and all that jazz. But people are people and people will always people when they people when they're being people. And there's a lot of judgment. And as much as I think that I'm not ready to necessarily go too far right now, or, you know, I have my different uh, restrictions or concerns over different destinations. I'll be damned if I'm going to talk shit about somebody that has the access and the means and the desire to go someplace, just do it safely. You know what I mean? It's just like, everybody just be safe and mind your fucking business. 
But that being said, the last trip where um you know Yashoria was blessed <laughs> with the, the visibles, what was that travel like? Because I know that was COVID travel. So what was your yeah. COVID travel experience like? Sure, sure. So I guess I can talk about my most recent one and then the one right before COVID took over mm-hmm. the whole world. Um, so my most recent one, I flew into Cancun. Okay. We knew we were going to do like a day, I'm sorry, three days in Tulum, um, three days in a sandbar about two hours north of Tulum called Holbosh. Um, Pause stem- on that. If you ever want to follow somebody that does low-key, high-key shit, Marissa is the person. <laughs> when I tell you she finds the fanciest and the swankiest shit without being if fucking rational about it, it's like, I remember when we were looking into doing Tulum, because before I got yeah. the complete no, I was just like, I don't know. Let's see what this paperwork let's is looking check, like. Check, right, right. <laughs> and you was like, when you sent me the the um, reservations or you know what? No. What was the other trip when I was in Guadalupe and you yes. had, I had gone Bunica to Guadalupe uh-huh. and you had sent me one of the places that either you stayed in Nicaragua, Nicaragua, Nicaragua. or mm-hmm. you were looking to stay in Guadalupe. And I was just like, Oh, <laughs> I see we got different budgets, sis. Um, <clears throat> but still affordable, though. Still affordable. Right, but that's the difference. <laughs> and that is the caveat, where you'd, you'd spend a couple hundred more, but then have so much more at your disposal. And I've learned that in a lot of situations, it's motherfucking absolutely worth it. You that's have right. to book for what matters to you. You have to really consider how you are as a person and what you would like to put the emphasis on and where you'd like your dollar to matter the most. And you find the best locations. Like they're (laughs) perfectly nestled uh, um, in the midst of all the different opportunities. Because I remember you gave me a lot of really good recommendations for Bali when I went. Yeah. And you definitely told me like, this is the area. If you're going to be interested in doing X, Y, and Z, Ubud is the place for it. This is where you want to, you want to stay in this kind of general location. If this is what you're going to be getting into. So one of the things that I learned from you and one of the things I learned through trial and fucking error is sometimes it's really worth all the time is worth it to spend more on your location. If you know that you want to spend more time at the beach, spend a little bit extra money and get you a beat. I don't know if y'all could hit a dog snoring, get you a little, <laughs> spend you a little bit more and get a beachfront property. So you don't have to spend in taxis. You don't have to spend in time taking a bus or walking to the beach when you can spend a five, 10 minute walk versus walking 30 minutes or taking a 20 minute Uber or whatever, and then spending that money. Yep. So yes, please go ahead and tell me about, um, your last trip because sure, you were no, all good, all good. So for Tulum, you know, I went with two other girlfriends. Um, mm-hmm. We wound up getting a three-bedroom Airbnb. So my girl P, she secured that lodging. What we did is we knew she was going to secure the lodging for that. And I was going to secure lodging for Holbosh. So we kind of went back and forth with Tulum, like Airbnbs that we saw. And it was key, basically saying, um, piggybacking off of what you just said in regards to location. I knew that we wanted to be like in a central area. We didn't want to have to go chase or take a taxi or drive our car all the way to the beach, like 30, 40 minutes away. Right. We wanted to be, you know, about 15, 20 minutes to the beach. We wanted to be near the hip strip. We wanted to have a little bit of nightlife, go to have some food. And so um, we found a dope three-bedroom um, apartment in this, like, luxury, like, 
apartment complex. Um, there was a pool downstairs in the main area as well as on the rooftop. Um, but our lodging was beautiful. Like each woman had their own bathroom, their own ensuite. Um, mm. What? Bathroom. Yeah, we each had our own bathroom, a beautiful communal space in the kitchen here in Australia. Um, they gave us beach baths. We wanted to go to the beach. Um, there was concierge, 24-7 security. We had our car, so we were straight. Um, we were. Is the, is the it, lodging came with a car, like a driver? Oh no, no, no. We we rented our own car. Yeah, we rented oh. our own car. <laughs> they weren't that lux, girl. No. <laughs> um, we then we were, I think, about a ten or a twelve minute drive from Paradise Beach, which was off the beaten path. So you had most of the people going to Tulum, going to this. I forgot the name of the the popular beach, but it was the beach that had um, taboo club, like a taboo, like a beach bar. Okay. That everyone was flocking to where the DJs were. And I'm like, all of y'all people are on top of each other. I didn't come to Tulum to do that. I wanted to be away from y'all niggas. So right. we went in um went to Paradise Beach, off the beaten path, but beyond gorgeous. You had people you would meet from I met people from Bedsty and the next cabana over. Brooklyn the- everywhere, bro. Everywhere. So I don't care everywhere. where you go. <laughs> everywhere. There. Everywhere. And it's crazy because it was like, wait, you know Ty? I know Ty. We have a mutual friend out here in Brooklyn. It was like, of course you know Ty. Anyway, um, we still had that sense of like interacting and mingling with people, but we had Mm -hmm. a lot of space. So after Tulum, um, we drove two hours to the marina to get to the uh, boat. We we, uh, chartered a private little boat, like a little water taxi, took a 30 minute drive to Holbosch. That was beyond off the beaten path, off the beaten path, D. And I'll just say this: in the entire experience, you realize how disgusting America is. While we mm. were out there, temperature checks wherever you went. Our bags were sprayed down. Um, we went on a catamaran ride, and we had docked to go have lunch. They made you walk through like a tunnel where there was like spray coming at you in every different direction. Um, masks were prevalent. I never felt unsafe anywhere. Whereas here, it's just like, you're taking your chances in the yeah. States. But I never felt that way in Mexico. If third I world country it, where? Okay. Ain't nothing third world. Rapping on them, talking about build a wall around them. And it's just like, nah, like they clearly they want to keep us country. out. <laughs> this country does not have it together. This country's hella ghetto. But um, I'll just say this, that I, I felt very safe. If there was ever a time where I didn't feel safe, like if there were like a little too many people in a restaurant, um, you can kind of request a table and a cut. Like, I right, wouldn't be over there, away from all the people. Mm-hmm. Or we would just get up and go. So it wasn't yeah. like that, though. You were outside dining. You weren't on top of people. And it was it was good. I had a great time. Nice. Mm-hmm. Now, what was your pre-COVID COVID trip like? Because I know you barely made it home before the world, like, crumbled in behind oh, you. Down. Yeah. So um, I think it was around the time when you were in Guadalupe. You went to mm-hmm. Guadalupe this February, I want January I got back um uh want to say the beginning of or was it February no yeah it was the beginning of um February I got back like I went on that last week of January I want to say COVID wasn't yet really um a thing in the media it wasn't a thing that I'd heard of it now because I don't I only watch the news at work but um yeah, I hadn't heard any concerns or anything like that. So COVID it wasn't a was thing a nothing. Yeah. It was I mean, a whispering. It, not that that part, because I know yeah. that people were talking about it. Yeah. But it wasn't prevalent in media or anywhere that, you know, somebody sure. like me would pick up For on sure. it. 
Um, I remember asking you about Guadalupe, and I was like, all right, girl, well, I think I want to go out there, but how far are you from the beach? So on and so forth. So I was like, all right, well, that's that's a contender. And then I was mm-hmm. like, well, maybe Costa Rica, because I knew I wanted the beach. I wanted to yeah. be so close to the beach, I could just cross the street and be there. Mm-hmm. And at this time, I was in school, and I was talking to one of my um, my classmates, my girl, Roxy, and Roxy is Nicaraguan. So mm-hmm. I was like, yo, Rox, what's up with your country? Like, you always talk about it so highly, and she recommended a few places to go. So I went home and I started curating a possible trip to Nicaragua. I didn't know about the timing, but I just said, well, I'm going to make it happen sometime. And I'm kind of like a last minute Sally for certain things, especially for a spot like Nicaragua. I was like, I can go out there like a week after I book my ticket. I knew that, you know, time off from work wouldn't be an issue. It was a matter of like, if there were any major meetings happening, can I work around it? Long story short, um, I found a spot. I found a surf lodge that would have given me a room on the beach. Literally, you open the door and the sand is right there. This and is what I'm talking 50. about. You'll be finding the spots the spots. <laughs> it's it fucking was surf lodge, bro. Random. 50 US dollars a night. It included a beautiful breakfast with Back like French press coffee, juice, um, fruits, and whatever. Your choice of like three or four items on the menu. Um, and then for lunch, it was like, well, go ahead and go into town and figure out what you want to do for lunch. But everything was accessible via walking. And that was big for me because I took a two and a half hour taxi from the airport, which the surf lodge sent to me um, for about 80 bucks. Yeah, about 80 US dollars, which was well worth it. Homie picked me up. Homie picked me up. Two and a half hours long. That's respectable. But he had. Spend that getting from fucking Queens to Manhattan. (laughs) Basically. He came through, picked me up. He had a cooler full of ice. He had beers. Um, we stopped talking to get some cash. In the cab? What? In the cab, my G. In the cab. I was just like, you deserve the the, the fee they're asking for, plus a tip. Um, oh, so when I, it was dope. It was dope. So basically, um, you know, before I left, I should add this. I knew that COVID was a thing. COVID was being, it was a bit of a more of a, it was an audible whisper. Like, okay, yeah. I kind of hear what's going on. Um, I think I booked my ticket before I left, maybe two weeks before I left. And the day before, because I had a red-eye flight out of LaGuardia. Mm-hmm. I hate that fucking airport, but same, had a red-eye flight. And I was up late the previous night, as I usually am before a flight, because I typically will like be cleaning up. I don't want to come back home to clutter. And I'm a last-minute packer. So um, I had the news on because I knew what was going on. And Trump came on CNN or whatever page, whatever news um, channel it was. And he said, um, we're closing our doors to, the, to every country in Europe, but the UK. And so once I heard that, I'm like, well, my flight is to Miami that I'm gonna connect and go to Nicaragua. Nicaragua's letting me in. So I guess I'm flying out tomorrow. Um, so I finished packing and I'm thinking at this point, oh, the airport's gonna be super empty. No one's gonna be out there. Sis, my flight was full to capacity. Not Oof. one person. There was no empty seat. Not one person had canceled their flight. And no so, masks at that point either, right? No, people didn't. You know what? It was a lot of frenzy. So here's the thing about the mask I want to add. I tend to sleep and doze off on the plane with my mouth open at times. And I'm also a germaphobe. So I was always that girl, whether I check my bag or not, I have a small pouch I take out. I have Clorox wipes because the trays are mm-hmm. always dirty. I always, tra- always travel in a hoodie because I don't want my hair touching the headrest, always. And yes. I always have a, um, a mask. I always had a mask because for me, it was like recirculated air. I didn't want to breathe that in with my mouth wide open. I always had a mask. 
So for me, it was Got like, you. all okay. right. My, so my routine was get my nails done before the um, trip. And it was like, hey, you have an extra mask or two I can have for my pouch when I go fly to wherever I'm going to and then come back home. And they would give me like two or three little disposable masks always. Mm-hmm. So nice. anyway, um, get to the airport and people were like kind of frantic. People had like plastic gloves. They had latex mm-hmm. gloves. They had the mask. They had the shields. And it was like, y'all dudes are doing the most, but whatever. This is new mm-hmm. to you guys. Fine. Um, you know, I get on a plane. It was cool. Now, when I got to Nicaragua, Nicaragua on purpose, I was disconnected from social media. Um, I would post and I would dip. I wouldn't look yeah. at a timeline. Um, Wi-Fi was kind of sketchy where I was on purpose. There was no TV. I was just like kind of mingling with people. I was meeting other expats and just like getting to know people who lived in the area. Um, I told my bestie and my sister, if anything goes really, really left, do me a favor and just email me or, you know, DM me or I message me and let me know you want to like look into coming back home early. Um, And of course, being gone from like, I think it was Wednesday to like a Tuesday, a lot of shit went down. Like things were like changing hour by hour. So I think it was the Sunday before I came home. My sister was like, um, I think you want to think, you might want to think about coming back. And I was like, well, I bought my work laptop and I told my manager before I left, if I get stuck out here, I'm prepared to stay. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have my work laptop. I travel with a few extra pieces of clothing just in case. And um, I just made some cool connections while I was out there. And I knew I I would have had lodging if I needed it for like a discounted rate for an indefinite Mm -hmm. amount of time. Um, long story short Sunday my sis was like yo just stay she kind of was like come home and she was like just go ahead and stay I mean it makes sense it's a shit show over here we don't have toilet paper here people don't have like access to grocery stores and I was like yo what's going on back home so I um I tried to call American because I flew American couldn't get through I had my sister and my bestie calling back in the states and they couldn't get through and I was like, guys, if I don't get a confirmation email, like I went on the website, it crashed. You couldn't even get online to like change wow. anything. It was, it was crazy. Um, I said, guys, if I don't get a confirmation email by Tuesday, I guess I'm staying. I got the confirmation email on Tuesday and it was like, all right, bet I'm flying home tomorrow. So my taxi driver came and got me, took me to the airport the following morning. Now, mind you, in driving, I had no Wi-Fi for about two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. So the second I get to the airport, um, my, my loved ones were like, hey, are you there yet? I tapped into Wi-Fi. I'm like, are you there yet? Um, let us know when you get on the airplane. So I get to my gate and I'm just like, the frenzy is like palpable. Like everyone's super nervous. And I was just like, yo, just chill. Like, I don't like how this feels, but I was going to like, kind of like stay to myself and get home. So I'm on the plane. There was a, a young girl next to me. I said like in her like early 20s. And she was just like, um, solo trip. I'm like, yeah, solo trip. And she was like, yo, it's, it's crazy back in the States. I was like, I don't even know what I'm coming home to, but I could just tell people are really frantic. Um, I landed in LaGuardia. The airport was desolate. Hmm. There was like only people from my flight were like walking around. A friend picked me up and he was just like, it's crazy out here. Do you have toilet paper? Do you have groceries? And I was like, no. Uh, I guess I'll come crash at your spot in your extra room since you have food and you have toilet paper. Stayed there for a week. And um, then I was like slowly coming out of my travel bubble of like listening to the news and like going on social media. And that's when I was like, all right, things are about to get real. So I had wrapping it all up. I kind of had regrets. I wish I would have stayed. A part of me was like, I should have stayed and just been in that Zen space with other expats who were just like not worried, who weren't as frantic. 
then there was a part of me that was like, now nah, I'm happy I came home because the things got really crazy and the US closed the borders, which they did to Nicaraguans. Um, I would have wanted to be close to my family and friends if something really popped off. Yeah, and God forbid you did get stuck out there. Who's to say how long you are out there and what is their visa situation like? Uh, do they have like a three month, four month, six month? You know, that's another thing. You're right. It's funny you asked that. I had met some cool ass expats my last night out there. Um, they were from the UK and they were mentioning how they had to go back within a matter of weeks to get their visa renewal or something like yeah. that. So I think it was a three month situation. Nothing long. Okay. Cause that would have been an issue that as well. That would have been an issue for sure. Granted, who's really going to say that you're not Nicaraguan and okay. you know what I mean? It's just my shut up. Don't okay. speak. You know what I mean? Like I find yeah. that as long as I just stay quiet and mind my the black ass business, you know, I'm, I, I tend to not stir or raise any alarms, but um, yeah, that eventually at some point could have, you know, become an issue. And then it's just like, well, you still, you paying rent on an apartment in Brooklyn. Bruh, okay, in bed Brooklyn. Okay. So you already so you're paying know. rent. You still paying utilities. You still have bills coming in. You still are responsible for your life at home, whether you're near or far. And now the extra expense of, I still want to do a couple of things here and there. It's just like, and then I'm curious as to um, what that transition is like. If it is like, what kind of switch do you mentally have to really consider when you're going from tourists to now, um, not tenant, but like tourist to expat or tourist to actual resident, if you will. You know, I have a homegirl that just moved out to Mexico indefinitely on Sunday. Uh, um, homegirl, um, tonight, she actually did an episode with me. I want to say it was like episode 110 or 115 or something. But um, what is that transition like from being a tourist to now being like a, a temporary resident, if you will? You can't necessarily, you have to consider like, what's my housing at home look like? Did I sublet it? Am I still paying rent? My utilities, even though I'm not using it, I still got to pay something for gas. I still got to give them something for electric. I still got to pay for, you know, my visa. I still got to pay this MasterCard. I still got to pay that Spectrum bill. You know what I mean? I still got to pay my cell phone bill. All of those things have to be paid, even though you're abroad, but being abroad, you still want to spend money. Like you're on vacation. You still want to go out. You still want to, you know what I mean? Then adapting to what the grocery stores are like. That was like the wildest shit for me is always the grocery store. I'm not a cooker. I don't enjoy cooking while I'm at home. So whenever I'm in a foreign ass grocery store, it's kind of like, all right, how hard can this be? It's food. I know what it is when I look at it. But then you don't realize how heavily you rely on labeling. You don't realize how heavily you rely on descriptions. I know I was in fucking Norway and I'm just like, it's a grocery store. It's not rocket science. Just like focus and pick something up. And I'm just like, "Uh, uh, 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 is there a saturated fat? And I'm like, bitch, you don't never pay attention to saturated fat here. But now I'm looking at things that I have no idea about because I'm like, well, what did you put in here? Because then also keep in mind shit across across the pond or overseas they be putting wild shit and stuff just wow. like in terms of Wait. flavoring mayonnaise flavored though? chips <laughs> not no mayonnaise flavored ass chips i don't want none of that and they be having wild shit like that so now i'm thinking all right yeah it's a uh, instant soup but what the fuck flavor is it? it's a shrimp is this a shrimp or is it a prawn i don't necessarily want prawn ass ramen you know what i mean i'm good with shrimp i don't know how the fuck y'all prawn ramen tastes so i gotta pay attention to those kind of things and it's just me and the way my mind works and so i know <laughs> that would be 
the little hiccup for me is transitioning from yeah. being a tourist and being responsible with how I'm spending my money. Am I just, you know, you want to go out and swim. You want to go out and do things, but I got to come home and work. Like I have to come home. Yeah. What is my Wi-Fi like? You know what I mean? Now that's another thing. The Wi-Fi oh. was already a little shoddy where you are. Now imagine having to work and being surrounded with other expats that are trying yeah. to work as well. You know what I mean? Little things oh, like that. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like the joy and the the relaxation that is appreciated in terms of being someplace tropical and just someplace where there's, you know, the surroundings that bring you peace, but then yeah. at the same time having to live a regular life can still be a little bit jarring perhaps in certain cases. And I'm sure. very happy I didn't have, well, I, my job doesn't afford that luxury, but my job does afford other luxuries. But yes. um, yeah, that's one thing that I'm glad that I didn't have to work on. But speaking of working on things and work, what are you currently working on? Like what, what is to, what is to come of your writings? What is going on with Unicorn in Brooklyn? Like where can the people find your writings? As I've said, you are an incredible writer. So like where, where is that? So I want to speak to where Unicorn in Brooklyn is, but also to writing in general. So with regards to 2020 being so gracious to me from a love life perspective, also, um, I want to speak to <laughs> I want to speak to 2020 being super gracious with regards to um, clarity and purpose and direction. So, uh, most of my professional experience is in human resources, and in an effort to escape that world, I was like, I don't want to go back to school. What can I do? So, I transitioned into like doing executive assistant work just to kind of get my feet into different companies to dabble around, talk to people, to network, and to figure out where I wanted to jump into next. Like, where could I apply my um, transitional HR skills? And so in doing that, I wound up at Facebook for about a year, um, wasn't for me. There was not really a lot of growth opportunities there. Then I dipped and I came to my current company um, where I am now, again, as an executive assistant or an EA. But in doing that, I was just like, all right, well, you know what? I know I don't wanna be here. I don't have the personality to be an EA, like I just don't have it in me. I was like, all right, well, once upon a time, I was in school to be a physician assistant. Let me go ahead and go back to that, retake all those sciences and go back into the medical field. So I went back to school last July. I retook all these hard ass science courses while working full time and I maintained A's in every class. But then it was just like this year when COVID hit, I was just like, this is not clicking anymore. I know I like helping people, but I can't see me prescribing people medication when it's like, I'd want to say, have you tried this herb? Have you tried that? And I know I would get in trouble. Like Ms. Clark, you can't keep not prescribing medication. You got to give them drugs. That's not in my wheelhouse. So yeah. um, I decided I had some tough, like man in the mirror, a woman in the mirror moments. And I was just like, yo, what makes me happy? What am I always told I'm really good at? Storytelling. And so in doing that, um, I thought about how I could apply my love and make it um, something that would basically allow me to live my lifestyle the way I want to live my lifestyle. I took the plunge, I walked away from science, and then I was like, well, I'm going to go with storytelling. So Unicorn in Brooklyn, I had rebranded my blog and launched it back in 20, I think 2018. Mm -hmm. um, it was great. And then life happened. I started working again. I kind of didn't have the time to do it. That being said, what I did do, and you'll find this on my, on my Instagram, I micro blog. So I'll have like lengthy ass captions, but they're telling you a story. So everything I write is with a purpose. 
Um, I'm currently re-working re on another rebrand of Unicorn and BK, hoping to relaunch that the middle of February. And also with regards to 2020, me walking away from science, I am full steam ahead working towards getting into television writing. Um, I landed a dope mentorship with a showrunner who's done some amazing work with Netflix and with HBO, and he's guiding me along the way. So this year has just been really gracious to me, man. 2021 is going to be full of dope opportunities, me writing consistently. Um, you can look out for Unicorn and DK, new articles. I'm working on them now, but aesthetically, they won't be ready until like mid-February. Okay. So this has been the year of uh, planting. This is really 100%. the right seeds have actually, uh, have actual, what's the word? I wasn't was going to say actually. I don't know what the fuck word I was going for, but <laughs> <laughs> the right seeds have actualized themselves, if you will. Like the, the right seeds for planting have been manifested in 2020 100%. between relationships, uh, work, creative Purpose. endeavors. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's given itself the space to really just, hi, here's a seed, plant me. That's it. And now that you've got all your seeds. Yeah. It's, I was going to say, I've just been way more receptive. Like, with not yes. being able to go out, I'm just hella receptive. Like, oh. Good point. By that word. You're in and not distracted by, you know, life and the world around us. Because I don't know about you or anybody else. I'm very easily distracted. Oh, it's bright and pretty. Our tribe, shiny ball syndrome tribe. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking shiny at ball, the moon right here, looking at me through my window, <laughs> and I'm like, I see you, full moony cancer. How we feeling today? I should put some some mason jars outside. My landlord actually asked me one time. I spoke, and he was just like, so, every once in a while, there's just like some jars of water on the on the front. So I was like, it's moon water, brother. Don't worry about it. Full moon, you gotta manifest that and water. Bright, bright. Make, make some coffee with it. You know what I mean? Plant. You know. Water my, my my babies, my green okay. babies down here. Get into the and he was just like, uh, oh, okay. And I'm just like, don't worry about it, bro. It's safe. You ain't gonna nothing gonna happen to you, right? So um Arissa, thank you so much for chatting with me. Thank where, you for having me, D. Girl, this was long overdue. I don't know why Beyond. for the longest I felt like we had because uh, we have our conversations anyway. So yep. I don't know why I felt like it there was an episode. Like I ab absolutely had to bring my travel inspiration on the podcast because you were absolutely a seed that was planted and that has brought me to where I am now. So again, I thank you. I thank you. Like you, thank you, drummers. Ashe. Back at you, love. Back at you. Where can the people find you? Where can we find Unicorn in Brooklyn? Where can we find Penny Pens? Yes. Where, where can we find? Because remember, <laughs> you know what it was? I think it was because we had the Remember when I had my the the conversations on the couch? Yes. When I was doing, thank you, lover. I remember. Chew another drink. <laughs> this whole quarantining together has been incredible. Been something. I remember, we had the conversation on the couch when I was doing um. Uh, Miss Vixen back when yes. I was Miss Vixen yes. I feel like that's probably where I felt like my mind was going in terms of yeah yeah we've done an episode together not a traveling shit though not traveling shit <laughs> uh, not the real deal the real okay. this is the real shit right here this is like okay this is it this is my baby here Word. so where can the people find you and your baby absolutely so like I said I'm rebranding unicorn in um right now the site is up 
no new material, but if you want to go there and catch up, by mm -hmm. all means do so. Aesthetically, it may move a bit slow. There may be some things that are there that will not be there in a few weeks, but you can still check out my work there. But I would say definitely the main thing right now is my Instagram, um, Unicorn NBK. I microblog, I share travel stories. I share stories about dating, about love, about life, just relatable shit. Yeah. And you do it in quite the um, familiar and easily receptive voice. Like, I feel like, um, again, we're tribe. If you fuck with the podcast, you're going to fuck with Marissa. Like, it, it's it's going to connect. It it's just <laughs> going to work. Like, you'll, it's one of those things is like, oh, I get it. When you get there, it'll just be like, okay, yeah, like, this makes sense. Yes. So, um, yes. highly recommend 12 out of 10, go for it. It's there. It's internet. It's free. Get, <laughs> it, while, get it while it's free. Okay. okay. Get, in. get into it. Get into Tap it. Tap into our free, uh, little offerings, not even little, our big offerings that we have out here because we about, my daddy always does this. Isn't Henry Tone? Hold on a second. Daddy, you're, you, <laughs> something about you on Tuesdays. I love you. I'm recording. Every day I call you, I love you. I love you too, daddy. I'll talk to you in a minute. I'll call you back, okay? You're now on the podcast. So make sure you watch this. Okay, bye. <laughs> I should have put him on, on speak. He's like, sorry. As I was playing with the lighting. Um, <laughs> so we out here giving up the gifts. You know what I mean? Get into it. Have a great experience with um, the Unicorn in Brooklyn website as it is now so that you guys can see what motivated me to travel so get over there now um and really i guess garner an appreciation for the stories and the inspiration that i was able to find because obviously if you're here listening to the podcast i can guarantee you that it will resonate to some degree with you so is there anything else you want to leave the people with Take time in 2020 has been really eye-opening for a lot of folks. Take time to like keep the jewels and the gems that you've, um, you've been able to collect and bring it into 2021. Like we've all survived. Nothing normal about this shit at all. I don't right. care how many times they say the new normal. Um, give yourself grace. Um, be gentle with yourself and keep on manifesting what you want. But also do the fucking work, yo. Yeah. The work is important. What is it? Faith without works is dead. Period. That's what you paid for Catholic school for. <laughs> they always talk hot shit about my saging and my crystals. They're like, all this money I spent on Catholic school and you out here with altars. And I'm like, yep. Guess what? It works I, though. <laughs> I still know the words to Ave Maria, folks. I got you on that. And faith without works is dead. I think dead. that's what it is. I'm I think I'm going to go with that because I don't adhere to any religion. So I'm um, going with spirituality on that. But that sounds about right from that bullshit ass Christianity. I grew up um, being Hello, Catholic to. school. Yeah. And I was just like, but the wafer though, that's real. <laughs> and you trying to tell me critical things. So we're going to sit here and do critical thinking. But now you're telling me this wafer is a body. <laughs> and the okay it, 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 it ain't connect for me either it ain't connect for me no, either but never. what i will say is i appreciate what it does for those who do believe i love that um religion and faith especially when my grandfather passed was a real consolation for my grandmother and for my mom like i see how religion really does comfort and carry people through really trying times and for that i got nothing but love and respect for it it ain't for right. me Word. It doesn't do that for me, 
but I do love to see that when people use it appropriately and not to demonize or, you know, um, rationalize harm to others. Girl, that's a whole other conversation. But yeah, yeah so- we, we gotta connect offline yeah. and maybe do an episode in 2021. There we go. There we yeah. go. Speak. There it is. And it shall be. It's out so there. guys, thank you for listening. Don't forget uh, unicornandbk.com, travelandshippodcast.com. Check out the websites, um, Travelandship Merch. Uh, there's the free download that you could do for your solo travel planning needs or just planning a trip in general needs. You know what? Maybe I should just uh, change that. I don't know. I'll give it some thought. But if you need help planning a trip, I got you covered, my guys. Um, it's there free for the downloads. I got another drink. The kid's about to be hungry. And so just remember, travel is more than vacation. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye.